1: You, do you want to ask the Seahawks question now, and then no, we'll just come back it, we'll to it, it okay, for the second for, hour? Don't in, forget in it. Though. The, in the second
0: hour, I'll tell Ryan why the Seahawks are still not a Super Bowl contender.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, first of all, I mean it's objectively false, but second of all, I'd be it's interested not. to hear what you say. Yes, I think is. there's actually only like three in the entire NFL. That's a matter of your opinion. You're entitled to it. We'll do it in the second hour. Golter, Southeastern Louisiana. Playing the University of Montana uh, tomorrow, Washington Grizzlies Stadium, 1 o'clock kickoff, playoff football in the month of December. What a thing that is. Excited about this football game. And uh, Frank Selfo, who's the head coach of the Lions, going to join us here in just a moment or two. But, Colter, this game, the Grizzlies 12-point favorites. You know, we had Dante Olsen, Angel Villanueva. Heard from them on the show yesterday. I wasn't sure kind of what the temperature of this team was going to be, but it feels like it's on the rise. Oh, yeah. Free tickets to students to go to this game, including Montana College, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have done a lot to try and get people out to this game. What do you think? Do you think the stadium's going to be full tomorrow? Not even close. Do you think it's going to be, I think l-
0: it'll be more less It will be, be closer to half than it will to full. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, last time I checked, there was twelve thousand available tickets. All right. I mean, average playoff attendance, which granted, for, for the first playoff game, usually in previous years, fell on Thanksgiving. But the Grizz have very rarely drawn more than twenty thousand for their first playoff game. Granted, though, they it's been a while since they've had a buy. It's been several years since they've even been in the playoffs. Do you but, find that odd. But on the other side, they did not sell out a game this year. Not no. one. No, they did not. So I mean I think that I think that people get into routines and I think that you have planned to go to six games and maybe you don't have it on the plans to go to a seventh game and you have other things going on and there's there's always going to be a, a certain number of diehard fans and it's hard to turn away diehard fans or to get diehard fans to move away from your program but right from the difference between diehard and 26,500 is several thousand people. Oh, for and, sure. And there's all sorts of people that jumped off. I mean, it used to be, like, I've, I mean, I've told this story many times, but, like, Cat Grizz, 2008 in Missoula, if you were a student at the University of Montana, you had to you had to be one of the first, I think, 3,000 students into the UC, and then you had to sleep at the UC to get a student ticket. Mm-hmm. We have not seen a student section that is packed to the gills like that in no. years. And that's just an example, just a just a student example. But there's, I mean, you need to be the hottest and coolest and biggest thing in town if you really want to pack the gills. And Mo- Montana just has not quite been there yet. So, I mean, I hope there's a good turnout. M- Bobby Hawk was begging during his coach's show. I mean, he, he was giving his scout and trying to pump up southeastern Louisiana and... I mean, there's such a certain element of familiarity, and when you don't sell out Idaho and and Weber State, and, and Eastern Washington, I don't know how you're going to sell out a team you've never. That,
1: I mean, these two teams have never played before. Right. I mean, most just people me have never heard of this school before this week. The opponent obviously does matter, but also the idea that it's a playoff game absolutely seems like it, it would carry the day. That that's way. what you the
0: when, when the Grizz were in their heyday ten years ago. The opponent didn't matter, yeah. and, that, and that's where Montana needs to strive to get back to. Uh, we will circle back to this in a moment,
1: but first, a guest. we go going out to the Rankage Brothers RV cell, uh, phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of southeastern Louisiana, Frank Selfo. Coach Selfo, thanks so much for taking the time out and being with us today. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? Well, we're doing outstanding. We are uh, really looking forward to uh, some playoff football this weekend and your team coming up here. We'll talk, obviously, about the game, but we got to talk about that Villanova game. I mean, what a game. That was a one-point victory at Villanova. Misses kind of the extra point there, and then you guys are able to hold on. Talk about that game, and I think the first ever playoff win in Southeastern Louisiana history. How big a deal is that for you and your program?
3: I mean, it was good. We, we won a couple of games back in 13 and 14 when we won the conference here. But, uh, yeah, that, it's, been, it's been about five years since we've gotten a win, and to have it at home was even more special. That's a really good football scene that we played the other day. I mean, a really competitive game, and, uh, you know, just it went back and forth the entire game.
0: Coach Coulter, who is here, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, One thing I find so fun about this time of year from our seat is just the fact that we get to learn about these schools and these football programs from thousands of miles away from Montana and southeastern Louisiana. I remember watching you guys in the 2013-2014 playoffs, but this will be the first time I ever get to see your program live. Albany is coming 2,500 miles across the country to play Montana State. But from your perspective, how do you go about learning about a team that you've never played before, first ever matchup between south-eastern Louisiana and Montana?
3: Yeah, you know, you've got to study the opponent uh, each year, and every opponent's different. So we spend a lot of time studying the opponents that uh, we're going to play, but we also have to kind of get a reference point. So we really spend a lot of time studying the uh, guys that you play throughout the course of the season and see if there's any like opponents uh, or or from a talent standpoint to try to figure out uh, exactly what the talent level is. And I think what was the hardest thing about uh, getting prepared for this game is uh, understanding who we're playing, our opponent. It's such a great history in Montana. Like you said, uh, me at this level, it's the first time I've been at the FCS level. So learning the opponent, learning the teams, and uh, learning when I started researching Montana's history, man, what what a you know great story past of success and long-term success. And that's what we're trying to do here at Southeastern. We want to... We want to have the reputation that Montana Grizzly football has, and uh, that's knowing you're going to be getting prepared to play this time of year, every year, and when you don't, you're really disappointed.
0: No common opponents between these two teams, but there was a little bit of crossover when you talk about the conferences. I know Eastern Washington played Jacksonville State and Montana played Eastern Washington. You guys played Jacksonville State. But who does Montana remind you of? Did you have any comparisons when you were breaking down the film in terms of teams you might have seen in the Southland or otherwise this year on your schedule?
3: Uh, not really. I think, you know, schematically there's some, you know, obviously there, there's uh, some RPO guys that we played. Uh, there's some eye front guys that we played. You know, so from that standpoint, you see that. You just, you just know when you got a, a quarterback like Montana's got that's got so much experience, uh, he reminds you guys that you play who these great leaders, uh, Central Arkansas's quarterback, very similar to Dalton Sneed uh, as far as athleticism, being able to throw the football, command the offense, uh, he, he does. I just think Dalton Steve does a great job of doing that. And then, you know, the wide receivers, there's some guys that we've played against that look similar to 8 and 16, you know, those big, long guys, uh, quick, uh, explosive guys with the ball in their hands. And You know, so you play against guys who like talent. Uh, but overall, as a team, I think everybody's different. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, Houston Baptist is one of the top tacklers in the country. And uh, when you look at the linebacker position there at Montana, those three guys there, man, are just 33, 34, and 17. They're everywhere. So you, there's there's guys that are similar, uh, you know, from a personality standpoint, all the way they play. And uh, it, 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 so we it, that's how kind of how we talk about it. He's kind of like this guy at McNeese or this guy at Nichols-State, and, and we reference those guys that way.
1: Frank Selfo joining us. He's the head coach of Southeastern Louisiana. They will be playing in Missoula Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff at Washington Grizzly Stadium in the second round of the FCS playoffs. And coach, you've been about around a lot of quarterbacks over uh, the course of time, but Jason Virgil, your guy's a pretty good one. Uh, all-conference quarterback uh, for you and watching him play uh, this past weekend. Outstanding. Talk to us about about him, how he got from Fresno State uh, down, down to you at Southeastern and also just The type of player that he is and has become.
3: Yeah, he got here about the same time I did a year, you know, a little over a year and a half ago. And and what I think uh, he played as a junior last year and really played well, but it was kind of up and down. Uh, We we were going through a culture change around here, and uh, he was kind of caught inside of it and wasn't sure how to handle it. But I think when the season was over with last year, we finished four and seven, and he actually took control of our football team, took control of the locker room. And, uh, he, he started making his move in the spring and really did such a great job commanding his team, you know, to, uh, step up and and hold people accountable and be a leader for us. And he's just such a fantastic leader. I think he's really had a good year. He's had a couple of bad moments, but he's never had, uh, you know, just a, a prolonged period where he wasn't playing well. He has played well all year long. Villanova game. I think the second half was probably as good as he's ever played and. uh, I was just so happy for him because of how hard he works
0: and what type of person he is. Watching your guys' offense, you guys do some fun things, especially with the way that you rotate quarterbacks. I know Cole Kelly was a really highly recruited guy coming out of high school as well, started some games at Arkansas, and it seems like he gives you kind of a, a change-up, a big guy who can also run it. So what do you like about the two-quarterback system, and, and how do you think that makes your offense hard to prepare for?
3: Well, you know, they complement each other. Uh, and I think, you know, these, these two guys live together. Uh, they room together. They, they're in the meetings together. They support each other. They're pulling for each other when the other one's on the field. They're both good leaders. They got good qualities about them. But, uh, you know, Cole's got some unique qualities with him because of his size. We're able to run the football with him a little bit more. Uh, he's also an accurate thrower. And uh, so we we get different looks. But it forces defenses to prepare for us uh you know, two different ways, and, and they're going to have to do that. And if they don't, we've got a chance to take advantage of it. But I think the the uh, relationship between the two guys is what makes that whole situation special, and it makes it work.
0: Devontae Williams, a guy that I know that the Grizz coaches have been really impressed with. They said he's he would be one of the most explosive players in the Big Sky Conference as well, and Big Sky has a ton of explosive players, just like the Southland. But how fast is this kid? I mean, what, what sort of element does he bring, not only to your offense, but also to your punt return game?
3: You know, I, I think we went through. We were three and one at one time, and the only loss was Ole Miss, and uh, we lost Devontae for a couple of weeks, and we lost those next two games. And that wasn't because it was because of that, but it did. You know, that's that's a big factor. And we lost him, and then we had the open date, and uh, he was able to get healthy again, and then he came back. And you can see what we've done offensively and overall as a team. So I, he brings a spark for us. He's probably, you know, our guy that when you say who's who's. Uh, you know, the most important player for us offensively, it's probably him because of the spark that he brings and the explosiveness that he has. And uh, so we try to get the ball in his hands. We hand it to him. We throw it to him. We let him return punch, let him return kick. Um, He does everything for us. He's got one shot at this. This is his senior year, and he wants to make the best of it, and uh, we want to make sure to to handle that for him.
0: An Indiana transfer, a guy that was an all-Big Ten freshman team selection. And you look at your guys' roster, I mean, you got transfers from LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, Wisconsin. I mean, all over the Power Five. I think 20 total transfers and 12 total Power Five drop-downs. So is that part of the recruiting strategy of Southeastern Louisiana? And, and how have you made that work? Because sometimes the transfer game can be a little bit tenuous. You can't get the guys to mesh, but it seems like you guys have made those guys acclimate to your program pretty darn solidly.
3: I, I think we do a great job of really going into the background of why kids leave. And I think that's an important thing. You know, sometimes guys just get homesick or, or or guys are just looking for something different. And we run a structured program. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of leeway and, and, and freedom in our program. We, we set rules and that's what we do. And we have guys coming and going at times and uh, some people, they really don't like it, and, but that's okay. And they can move on. But I, I think we, We're clear up front with these guys as to what uh, our expectations are. We understand what their expectations are. We discuss it. And then if we think it's a good fit, we move forward. If not, uh, we don't. But we want to, you know, Montana builds their program with high school guys. And that's what I want to get to. I want to build it where we're we're recruiting. We signed 23 last year in my first season here. And um, we want to build it with high school kids and grow them up and develop those guys through a three-, four-, five-year period and then supplement them with the transfers. So I think that's, we know that's long-term, for consistent long-term success. Teams like Montana and North Dakota State and James Madison, Jacksonville State and Nichols State in our conference, that's what everybody's doing. And that's because it's a good, it's a recipe for success, for long-term success. And uh, that's what we want to be able to do.
1: Frank Selfo joining us. He's the head coach of Southeastern Louisiana playing at Montana Saturday. And Coach, I want to ask you about yourself because you've been in football uh, your whole career a long, long time, but you haven't been a head coach since uh, I think back in the eighties. And so what was it that drew you back to to this job? I know Louisiana is your home state and what's it been like to be the guy, the head coach uh, here once again at this point in your career?
3: Uh, You know, it's uh, the uh, again, the opportunity to come home. I've been coast to coast at every level from the FBS to the NFL and, uh, all parts in between I guess and it was just an opportunity to come home and uh, I'm from South Louisiana born and raised here played here and just the chance to come back home at this stage in my career and I've always had a. Uh, uh, we, we started doing the Manning Passing Academy when I was at Tulane back in the mid 90s and we came up here to Southeastern and that was my first exposure to it and we loved it We uh, I, I just love the town the community it's such a close knit group here and when this thing opened up and, uh, we, you know, we started talking to him and I had the opportunity to come here, I jumped at it. And uh, it, it's just been it, – it's a great uh, – for me, for my family, this is a great relationship that we have here with uh, Hammond in southeast Louisiana.
1: Well, Coach, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Just one more for you. You know, we got to ask you, your team coming from Louisiana, my understanding is it's closer to the sun in Louisiana than it is in Montana. So what's it going to be like for you guys, not even so much the weather, but just traveling to a place that I'm sure most of the guys on your team have never never been to before, maybe even never really even thought about, a place like Montana? Is that going to be part of, of the experience that you addressed that at all?
3: Yeah, we do address it. You know, when I was at Louisiana Tech, we played in the WAC, so we traveled up to Idaho. Uh, you know, we traveled to Nevada. We played at San Jose State. Uh, we played at Fresno State. So we, we had a lot of trips up to the Northwest, similar distances, things like that. And then, uh, you know, when I was in the NFL, Jacksonville, we played up in Seattle and Oakland. So you know, those those trips are long cross country trips, and you and you you know, so you have preparation for that. And then uh, you know the weather. You you look at it. Yeah, uh, we addressed it. We talked about it. We make sure that we'll uh, we're prepared from that standpoint with heaters and gloves and uh, uh, tights and all, all those things. But then we drop. We're moving on the game. The game is not going to be decided by the weather. It, the game is going to be decided about how we can affect Dalton Sneed in the pocket and if we can cover uh, Samori Torre and uh, Jerry Louis McGee and can we block those linebackers? That's what's going to Determine this game, not the weather. And uh, so we're done with it. We'll move past it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll play. We'll play well. We'll play hard for 60 minutes, and then we'll see what happens at the end of the game.
1: Well, Coach, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Of course, looking forward to the game, and best to you and your your team traveling up here. Travel safe and well, and we'll see you on Saturday, all right?
3: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. I've, I've talked to a lot of people up there, and everybody's just really nice, and I appreciate it, man. Thank you all so much.
1: Well, thank you, Coach. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Frank Selfo joining us, The again, head coach of southeastern Louisiana. And uh, looking forward to this game, man. This is always fun. It's fun for me, too, uh, to watch a, a, a team from another region of the country, you know what I mean, another conference and another place, to, just to watch them play live because the Big Sky Conference is so diverse in the types of football that it has, but – you, you know you just get a diversity of players and player types and what guys do so I, I'm I'm pumped up about it to see what these guys uh you know run how how they run and how they play so will it'll be fun.
0: Well, my favorite parts about our ESPN roundtable, which you can always catch on Wednesdays at five fifteen, and then Thursdays again at noon, right here one two nine ESPN in Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television is. Sometimes you in an interview, and you get a little nugget, and then you can hash it out. And right there, the nugget came like a minute before the end of the interview, and we didn't get to hash it out. He first found out about Hammond, Louisiana, and southeastern Louisiana because the Manning Passing Academy was hosted there. And he used to help coach with Archie, Payton, and Eli Manning. Right, And that's why they had such great quarterbacks at Tulane, because they got to go work with the Manning boys. Pretty good uh, yeah. competitive advantage. But make no mistake, Frank Selfo knows quarterbacks. I mean, you talk about Sean King, J.P. Lossman, Patrick Ramsey, Lester Richard, Nick Foles. Those are all the guys he coached in college. And the guys he's got coming in here, I mean, that's going to be the key to the game. Jason is-
1: Virgil is a
0: really good player and... and uh, Cole Kelly from Arkansas, I mean, he's a former four-star recruit. I mean, he was one of the top ten quarterback recruits in the country coming out of high
1: school. 6'7", 260, Kelly is. And, you know, obviously they use him in goal-line situations, uh, but that's not all. And it's going to be—I mean, when he comes onto the field, he will (laughs) be— he won't be the biggest guy on the field, but he will be close to it. And he will be bigger than basically every defensive player that the Grizzlies have outside of maybe— Jesse Sims. and Alex Gubner. Let I me mean, Gubner's two eighty-five. Okay, eight-six-seven. Nobody six-seven. No, that's true. So you it's, know, it's it's true. It will be it, that will be something that all you know. The other thing too is like, how much can he move? I mean, at that size, like how how much can he really run? Because if he can, I mean, <laughs> get in the football right. I mean,
0: it's totally. I mean, He's got so, ten rushing touchdowns. Yeah, right. Quick, quickly because I yeah. want to touch a little bit on this Montana State Albany game. Uh, I, I think that the the common factors here are. Uh, the, I think there's a lot of parallels here. E- actually, even though Albany and Southeastern Louisiana are as far apart as they are from Montana, yes, we have the triangulation of the entire country. <laughs> right, in, in this scenario. But good quarterbacks, Jeff, Jeff Undercuffler from Albany, great quarterback, phenom, retro freshman, completely changed their program. There's no question that they went from middling to perhaps even bad to. In, in the second the round of the playoffs, round, so so right. first time in their history because of this kid. I mean, right. he, is, he is that talented of a guy. Jason Virgil and Cole Kelly, great guys. Hey, Devontae Williams, I mean, Bobby Hauk said on his coaching show on Wednesday night, he would be one of, if not the most explosive player in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, the guy led the Big Ten kick return yards, but he's a true freshman at Indiana. So he's a real deal player as well for Southeastern Louisiana. Juwan Green, 16 touchdowns, don't lie. I mean, that, that he leads all of college football on touchdown receptions this mm-hmm. year. I mean, they said Undercuffler said the other day on this show that he's, you know, he's a sub four four guy, six one one ninety. He goes and gets it. So I think you're going to see re- great sets of skill players here. I think both these teams have a couple really great athletes that they play off the edge, mm-hmm. uh, namely Xavier Lewis for Southeastern Louisiana, who is a LSU transfer, and then Eli Menser from uh, Albany, who is one of the leagues or one of the country's leading sack guys. He's got fourteen and a half sacks, twenty three tackles for loss. Well, that said, though, I think that there's a couple places where the Montana schools have definitive advantages, and it's where they should, and that's on the lines. And that's a that's a great progression for Montana and the predicted progression for Montana State since that's what they've been building towards. But my question for you is, we know that both these teams, both the host teams, are more than a touchdown favorites as seeded teams at home as they should be. Coming out of the best league in the FCS this year as two of the four teams that are seeded, mm-hmm. which of these two games
1: is going to be more competitive? My impression is that that's probably the wrong way to frame it because I don't know that either of them are going to be particularly competitive. My guess is that the Montana game will be a little bit closer. Really? Well, <laughs> my
0: gut feeling is that if and when Montana gets a roll, they're going to straight steamroll Southeast yeah. Louisiana just to get themselves right. It, there's no you question. Know, I mean, like they're they're going to pour it on, try to get to 59 Type, I mean, they've had so many twenty-eight and thirty-five point runs already, yeah. and they did it against teams that they didn't like, like Idaho and Eastern Washington.
1: But I just think that just to get themselves right, if they get a chance, they're gonna they're gonna roll. You're actually swaying me a little bit, and it's not even that. That certainly could happen. Um, here's the thing: I think that Montana is going to run the ball wherever, whenever, however they want to for sixty minutes. Montana State, excuse me, for 60 minutes against Albany. I don't, I I mean, I just, I I don't know that outside of turning the football over, I mean, I I, I just think that Montana State is going to move the, I mean, they might, I'd put the over under on punts for Montana State at one and a half. Uh, on Saturday I mean, they they just look The matchup looks that juicy to me For them and their run game And yeah. what they do That said, as you rightly pointed out Under Kuffler is an outstanding quarterback He's got a great weapon to throw to And more than just one But one in particular And if you're looking for a weakness on Montana State It's probably the cornerbacks, you know And so I, I do think Within that the scope of that that, that, uh, that Albany will be able to score a little bit with Montana State. And so w- within that, then maybe I say that the Montana State game ends up being a closer football game. Um, I think both of these are probably multi-score games. I mean, I think I think if, if, if either one of these is a 10-point game, that's probably even a little closer than I would guess. I mean, I, I, I think this could be, you know, 17, 20-point deal in for, for both schools.
0: I agree. I think it could be even worse. Yeah. I, if, 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 if this was 48-14 like it was two weeks ago on both sides, it would not surprise you one bit.
1: Uh, this uh, interview, by the way, with uh, Frank Selfo, it's brought to us by Opportunity Bank. Frank Selfo, our coach's corner, and uh, Opportunity Bank, your local bank. Your opportunity. We'll take a break. By the way, remember, we'll be on the air at 11 a.m. tomorrow the pregame show for the uh, Montana-Southeastern Louisiana football game. So uh, join us there and then come on by the tailgate, hang out for a little while, have some fun. So take a quick break. Well, on the other side, our mattress firm student of the week, Michaela Field. She's a senior from Frenchtown High School, softball player there. We'll talk to her right after this.
0: Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not.
1: Well, happy to be joined now by our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, a senior at Frenchtown High School, Michaela Field. Michaela, thank you so much for being with us. How are you? I'm good. Well, we're glad to hear that. I hope you are well. You are getting, I don't know if it's a break right now for you. It's actually probably not. We'll get into some of what you're doing with Key Club, but at least from a sports standpoint, you're a two-sport athlete out there at Frenchtown playing soccer and softball, but in the winter... You get a little. You get to work on some other stuff, right? Yes. What do you get to do? I know that. Let's talk about the Key Club because you're the president of the Key Club out there. Was that an elected position? Did they hold? Did they hold a raffle? How did you end up with that (laughs) one?
4: Yeah, we elected in the spring of last year.
1: Okay. And have you been in Key Club the whole time you've been in high school? Yes, I have. And for people who maybe don't know, what is Key Club like? What is? What's the kind of idea behind it?
4: It's an organization nationwide, and then each school can have one, and it's just for community service and,
1: yeah. And some of the things that you're doing right now, I know Christmas is a big time of year for you with the Key Club. What are you What are you doing right now in terms of uh, uh, some of the Christmas stuff that you are leading with the Key Club?
4: Well, we just got done with our food drive, and of the families that participate in that, we have Christmas stars, and we organize that with our bank. So families can volunteer to purchase gifts for a star that we then wrap and give out to the families that need them.
1: Well, that's fantastic. And then uh, what else, as you as you go, have done this over the course of time, what else have you uh, done with Key Club?
4: Um, we've done a few highway cleanups for two of the years out of my four years. And then we also helped volunteer at the Special Olympics at the YMCA in Missoula and we do senior luncheons with the community and a few other things here and there.
0: What's your favorite part about Geek Club?
4: Um, just getting to do things for my community.
0: What's been the most rewarding part about doing things for your community, giving
1: back?
4: Uh, helping other people, making them happy.
1: That's what culture does for me every day. So I'm very <laughs> appreciative of him on that front as well. Michaela Field joining us. She's our matches firm student of the week. And Michaela, you're uh, a soccer player, but also a softball player. Frenchtown has just traditionally, is I mean, they've been forever and ever such a good, strong softball program. Why do you think that is? Uh, we all just get along, we
4: work on things, just a good community in the team.
1: And your dad is the head softball coach. Is that a problem? It seems like it would be a problem, you know, for me to play for my dad or just disagreements and arguments. Do you give him any? Do you give him any gruff? No, there's not really any
4: problems with
0: it. Has he always Especially been? Town. Has he always been involved with Frenchtown softball? Yes. So did you grow up uh, going to games and watching Frenchtown softball? Yeah,
4: I grew up around their practices after school and then their games.
1: Was it was, was it sort of interesting or, or maybe strange, but also exciting to finally be a player? I know you're a senior now, but when you first started playing for Frenchtown as a team that you know you'd been watching your whole life
4: Yeah, it was really exciting
1: now this year, I know you hasn't even started yet for softball, but do you know do you have any idea or any plan on what you might want to do next year? Do you want to go to school or is, and is playing softball in the future something you might want to do?
4: um I do want to go to school, but I don't think i'll continue playing
1: softball yeah do you know where do you where you want to go to school or what you might like to study
4: i don't know where but i would like to study biology
1: and psychology outstanding what a combo takes the brain you get them both right the brain and the you know the psychoanalysis of the gray matter <laughs> the biology <laughs> and the psychology hey michaela thanks so much for being with us we really appreciate it
4: thank you for having me
1: you bet there you go, your Matches Firm Student of the Week, Michaela Field from Frenchtown High School. If you have a student that you would like to nominate, just go to MatchesFirm.com mt.com you click on the uh, students tab there and you can submit a student and uh, if they are uh, selected as a student of the week they'll do a feature on them uh, for SWX television they'll be here on Tutel tell and Nuwana's as well uh, for an interview and they will be available to become the student of the year there's be a vote in the spring the student of the year getting a $3,000 $3,000 scholarship courtesy of mattress Firm. so that's pretty cool so go on there and do that boys and girls We've waited a long time, too long for this. The triumphant and outstanding return of Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure, am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Sometimes when things go away and then come back, it's just that much better. And they they should move Thanksgiving out of the way so that we can get the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports on the radio. Hello, Carolyn. How are you?
5: I'm great. How are you? I've really
1: missed you guys. We we have missed you as well. Welcome back. The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports brought to us by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. We appreciate them very much. Carolyn appreciates their wine very much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, maybe uh, too much. Maybe too much. At <laughs> the
5: holiday party.
1: Well, these things happen. You know, these things happen. Everybody at I understand the holiday
0: it. party was even wearing the Tattoo Girl wine shirts. They were. That was just a coincidence, but you can get it's Tattoo Girl wine at
1: cool. Missoula winery. Um... Carolyn, you were very sweet to bring in a case of Gatorade for the office today. So was, that was very like kind. It
5: was going to be necessary yeah. after I was, I, I left about two hours before everybody. What do
1: they say that you should, like, if it's really bad, you should drink the, uh, the kids' water? Pedialyte.
5: Yes. Or. The two of you.
1: <laughs> immediately. Oh, no, I, I
0: got, I got an <laughs> orange flavor that's called Kids Light. It's even a, it's like a preteen, but not child infant version i got i got a full bottle in my fridge all ice those teens, ready when wow.
5: teens have hangovers or no well
0: oh. it's for when teens have the flu or when ah, old it. guys like me have too many track. beers you uh, know
1: what's even
5: better for a hangover
1: not, not drinking.
5: drinking Hair of the dog
1: ah uh. Just Is that what we're going after this? Why yes. didn't you bring why didn't you bring in a you know a six pack? I then? considered it. Yeah. But
5: then I thought I'd get in trouble.
1: Probably you would have. Yeah. Plus, you know, somebody's gotta drive this radio show today. Uh Carolyn? Yes. Let's go. What do we got today?
5: Well, I have a big announcement. Oh no. I think I have replaced my favorite football player
1: Jim McMahon?
5: Yeah, Jim McMahon's yeah. out as well, number one. I'm not sure. I'm still. She must have learned. This is huge. Yeah,
0: yeah, she must have just learned a second one. Is
5: <laughs> I did. I did learn. I actually there's there's two in the running right now.
1: I mean, Mitchell Trubisky played his first good game in about hundred years last night. He actually, night, in so. fact,
0: has six touchdowns, six passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns in the last two games. Is He's on a great two week stretch. Outstanding.
5: Let's
1: see, is that your boy? For is that who your new Bears quarterback? No. Okay, who is it?
5: It's actually a Miami Dolphin. His name is oh. Jerome Baker. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Jerome Baker. Okay, what did Jerome do because I don't even know who no. that is. Nobody knows. Well, he was a-
5: mic'd up last week in a mm, game. Mm,
0: I'm I gonna know what she's doing.
5: The whole game he was looking for his mama and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Well,
1: if he's in Where's my, my mom? He kept you saying, said, Where's, "Where's my, my mom? mom?
5: I can't find my mom. Where's my mom?"
1: <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> It shouldn't be that hard. (laughs) She's one of the 10 people (laughs) at the game. Find her.
5: Well, he couldn't, and he was very concerned, and I love him for it.
1: Well, that is very sweet.
5: I don't know if he's any good.
3: He's in the NFL, so he's probably
1: good, but
0: he's also on the Dolphins, so he's probably not. Yeah.
5: Well, he's got—I would like—I just give him a shout-out for loving his mama, and I hope when my boys are doing whatever they're doing, they're looking for me in the audience. Here's
1: the thing. What's his name? Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker. I've Googled Jerome Brown and then thought, oh, the great... Thought maybe it would be Jerome Bettis. You come in here all the time and you say all manner of craziness in here about all the weird stuff that all these guys are doing away from the game and stuff. And you're like, what is... What is Carolyn doing? But then you also come in here and you start weeping about <laughs> players looking for their mothers and talk about how all the money should just be used and stuffed in a 401k for the boys well, after they're done with college. Correct. Really uh, play at both extremes Listen, here, Listen, I'm just... Well, who are you? That's what you're trying to ascertain. I
5: am a mom
1: yes. of boys. Yes.
5: And it just got me right got,
1: here. That's very, right very here.
0: nice.
5: Another football player. One play.
0: thing oh, before we yeah. move on from Jerome Brown. You got to always... Baker. Jerome Baker. Jerome Brown's a Hall of Famer. Yes. Jerome Baker. It's you gotta. It's always about perspective when you say he has a guy good. The guy was a third-round draft pick out of Ohio State. Coming out of high school, he's the number one recruit in, this, in the entire state of Ohio. I mean, he
1: ran a 4-5 flat at the, well, at the yes, combine. He's, as you said, he's playing in the NFL.
0: Well, he's also starting in the NFL, and it's not his fault he plays to Dolphins. He's got drafted there. He's going to be a good player. He's going to be a good player, and he'll be even better once he locates his mother and feels good about I
5: it. Mean, I mean, I, he does need to concentrate on the game, but, you know. Well, he
0: signed a four-year, $4.8 million contract, so maybe his mom can help him with that.
1: Good for him. What else he got?
5: So, I do have another football player Great. that he's in the running to. Ooh. Mm. I'm going to mess up his name. Of course you are. Saquon Barkley.
0: Oh, Saquon Barkley. This is a good one to be on with because okay, Saquon Barkley is one of my favorite players. Okay, I love Penn State. I I like Saquon. (laughs) Saquon Barkley. I mean, how would you? How would you? How would you describe him? He's one of the most impressive physical specimens on planet Earth. Okay, He's
1: one of the great athletes that is alive. Here is the deal. okay? ESPN puts out their body issue each year, and they have various athletes from various places. I have spent an inordinate amount of time observing Saquon Barkley because he is just that perfect. It's remarkable. Him and Miles Garrett are the two where I'm like, well, it's not possible. It's not possible.
5: Hello. I'm looking at his picture now. Think think he works out? Not only does he have impressive quads.
1: Yes, he he has an
5: impress. Oh, hello. (laughs) Um, He has an impressive heart.
1: He does. He's a very nice man, from what I'm under uh, understand. That can't
5: be safe. You cannot. You cannot um, leg press naked. That would. What if that fell? That is also not safe. I mean,
0: anybody. Anybody who wants to just see the beauty of the human wow. body, it's not even a, a weird thing. I mean, this guy, well, the like first Christ thing you said, can do
1: is watch on SWX television. You know. The next thing you can do is oh, check out Saquon Barkley. All right, so All right. What, what has he done that's put him in your good graces, though?
5: Well, this 11-year-old boy was trying to get an autograph from DeMarcus Lawrence.
1: Yes. And mm-hmm.
5: he was wearing a Giants jersey. Yes. So DeMarcus would not give him an autograph and told him to get in the right jersey.
1: DeMarcus
0: Lawrence, defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys. For those that don't know, good for DeMarcus. No,
5: that is so rude. You can say that to a, an 18-year-old. You can say that to a 30-year-old. You cannot say that to an 11-year-old.
0: Yes, you can. So rude. This day and no, age, 11-year-old probably goes and sells that thing on
1: the internet. Right. Anyways, it's right?
5: I thought it was rude. Okay. But Saquon. Yes. We're on a first-name basis now. Excellent. He heard about it. Yes. He flew this boy and his whole family to New York for a game and pictures, and signed a bunch of stuff, and he is right up there with Jerome. DeMarcus is dead to me. Yes. He looked like a real jerk, <laughs> and his outfit was ugly when he was walking the car in anything. Anyway. I mean, that's but
1: just the icing on top.
5: It just, he was wearing Paisley, sorry. <laughs> just
1: kidding. I'm wearing Paisley, too.
5: <laughs> no, he was so rude. You just can't be rude to kids. I, I, I will not allow
1: it. Okay. So very good. Saquon Barkley, Jerome Baker, Baker. I always, you got me on the Brown triangle, <laughs> i like, it's not, it's not. Well, that they're both jay-y. in the
5: hall and fi- hall of fame in my heart.
1: There yeah. you go. The, the one, the only hall that matters. Uh, you got anything else over there, Carol? Yeah. Okay.
5: So, uh, Odell Beckham.
1: Yes. He's, Man, f- he, oh, he said, he, I know I he it. said
5: he's not really happy in Cleveland. Weird. And people are all mad. And I say to them, have you ever been to Cleveland?
1: I I have been to Cleveland and I love Cleveland. Well, I heard Cleveland's awesome. Cleveland's great. I heard great Cleveland food rocks. city. Get it? I do. Yeah, it's
5: funny. Um well, listen. Cleveland doesn't sound great to me. So I don't blame him. But he also had a bad season, I guess.
1: Here's my issue with this cuz I was thinking about this. It, he's upset because he himself is having a bad year and yes the team is having a bad year, but at least a below expectations year. That's actually a great year for Cleveland. They've won like five games. So, but he, if you want to do something special, just build the thing. You know what I mean? Build it up in there. Don't sit here and whine Mine. about it. So that's my and and look. I'm, that's that's why I'm I'm not happy with Odell on this one because I think that he. He's a great player. He's having a bad year. Obviously, he wants to play better, or at least be put in a position where he can be more successful. But also, I think that is truly what he's most interested in: are his own stats, how productive he is, and if he is, if he is on a team that loses, it doesn't matter to him. They lost a whole bunch in New York, and then he was with the Giants. They were they were terrible his last year or two, and he was fine because he was lighting it up. Right. But now he's but not now lighting he's not. it up, and now he's upset even though the team is actually better than it was when he was with the Giants. So I just go in there, put the thing together, get the culture sorted out and win some football and go to the playoffs, you know?
5: Yeah. He sent out a tweet saying basically that. He's disappointed himself blah blah blah. So but I'm going to say my friend lives in Cleveland. She's had a really rough month. It's been cold and and drab. So I think you know he's just having a little seasonal affective
1: disorder. It could be seasonal. Yep.
5: I think he'll be okay. Yeah,
1: he's gonna be fine.
5: Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> he's
0: not gonna be fine. He's so much of a drama queen. I'm so over it. Shut your mouth.
1: He's gonna be fine.
5: I think he'll be fine. I I have faith. Go Browns. Um. And then the Astros cheating scandal. I'm not sure if you've touched on this.
1: We have we have not really touched on this. No. So.
5: They're being accused of videoing signs yes. from the opposing team. Correct. And then, now, they obviously have proof of these videos, or I, what, I don't understand what...
1: A, 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 uh, a an executive of the team who's no longer with the team that went to another team, a scout, or a, not a general manager, I don't think, but something like that, after having no longer been with the Astros, said, hey, in 2017, this is what we did. Did so, they
5: win in 2017. They
1: did. They, they did. won the World Series.
5: Okay. So what happens if they are found guilty?
1: This bothers me not at all. This is not even cheating.
5: Yes, it is.
1: Baseball is cheating. Let me tell the whole you something. Sport of baseball revolves around cheating. Look at every single dugout. All every <laughs> laptop no, is good. open with the game and every camera on it all the time. They could look at it in real, it's all there. Really? Yes. yes.
0: And everybody's stealing signs on like, the base coaches. All people are upset
1: about this because this is specifically set up to steal the sign, a camera dedicated to, you know, look at the catcher and what he's doing down there. But, but I mean, everybody in the universe watches this every single time on every game for 162 games a year, and it's all piped right into the dugout. It's all there okay. for everybody well, all the time.
5: That, I'm going to go ahead and say that shouldn't be happening. I'm going to uh, run for
1: commissioner. Uh, uh, Yes. Take down Rob Manfred. And then I'm going to also
5: make them all get their finances in order. Good. So
1: saving the world. You are you are just like a a a a mom superhero here.
5: Mom's got a mom, right?
1: They sure do.
5: Never stop (laughs) momming. Hashtag.
0: That's what you're getting for Secret Santa next year. Shirt that says never stop momming. (laughs) Never stop. No momming. 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 We almost got Mike Smith a shirt that said, "I
1: used to work at the Seed." (laughs) You know what? I think what I'm going to get you. Shout out to Mike Smith. The book of momming. You see what I'm doing there?
5: That was good. That was real good.
1: Just a little fun humor for you.
5: Those are my stories.
1: Thank you, Carolyn. This was wonderful. It was great to have you back in here. Chick who doesn't know sports brought to us by the Missoula Winery and Event Center.
2: Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
0: It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes.